You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And we're back for yet another FinFans podcast. With me this evening, I've got Daniel Reinhardt. What up, FinFans? And Louis Rigoni. Hello, Dolphins. How are you guys tonight? Doing well. Doing well. It's uh, not raining anymore here, so things are looking up. Well, that is good. Yeah, just fine, Mike. Thanks for asking. Truly appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) How was your car ride? Do you care, Mike? Do you really care? Of course I care. How I'm doing? All right. I know you do. Anyway. I felt the sincerity in his voice, Lou. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. All right. So moving on. <laughs> moving on from Mike's caring of us, Daniel. This evening, we're going to talk about what it is that we believe that Chris Greer is doing uh, in, in constructing the Dolphins roster and why he might be doing it. I'm going to start off with Daniel. Daniel, you've done some research today. What have you learned? I'm so here basically the league has changed, right? So what we're seeing from Chris Greer right now is his adaptive measures to put the best football uh, team on the field to be able to compete at the highest level in the new NFL. The NFL that is a passing league, the NFL that doesn't allow the defensive backs to to really touch the receivers anymore, where the linebackers have to be always on their wheels and and not just run stuffers anymore. So as I, I, I was just going back and looking at the rule changes over the years just to kind of get a basis for this stuff. But but I think what we really just kind of want to impress upon is that the NFL has changed and Chris Greer is putting together a roster to compete in this league. Okay, but isn't everybody? Well yeah, yeah everybody is. Um you see it in the way that he's building the roster, though. It's a, different, it's a different team than it's ever been before. A lot more speed than we've ever had before. On both sides of the ball. He's putting together uh, a stable of running backs to take advantage of the other defenses because what we're seeing from the NFL is a passing league, but nobody is really running the ball like what we think the Dolphins are going to do this year. So he's putting together a roster – to be able to take advantage of that, well, you have to you have to include San Francisco. They they run the ball a good bit, and and Tennessee does as well with Henry. There are a few teams, but there aren't many. Yeah, Lewis, what do you want from me, Mike? What are you asking me? I'm trying to figure this out because you you guys you're trying to tell me you want my opinion in regard to um, how do you feel? Chris- Greer has done in relation to the rules of the game and his roster construction. I mean, you're talking about for this upcoming season? Yes, That's what we're talking about. Uh Okay, well, I mean, it's contradictory to um, 
you know, a little bit of what Daniel was just saying. I mean, they do have speed on the outside with Tyreek Hill and, you know, obviously the, the drafting of Wada last year. They have a stable of running backs and they have a couple of fullbacks on the roster. They have a lot of tight ends. And I think that the direction that the Dolphins are going to try to go in is a very balanced type offense to where they're going to shorten the game to an extent. I don't think that this team is going to be a pass-happy football team by no, by, by no stretch of the imagination. I think they're going to be extremely balanced. I think that the league itself is going to start swaying in that direction again. Um, the defense is very sound for us, and I think they're trying to put a roster together that somewhat resembles the formula that San Francisco used to go to the Super Bowl. And that's playing really solid defense and shortening the game. I mean, if you keep Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes off the field, they can't hurt you. If you limit their possessions, they can't hurt you. Right, now, you limit their points. Now, we saw what happened in that Buffalo, Kansas City, was it the championship game? I believe it was, right? I believe it was. What, or was it the game the week before? It may I have been the week before, but regardless, everybody regard remembers it. It was an incredible game. Exactly. I mean, nobody could stop anybody there. And that's, you know, that's just the way it is. Now, our team, you know, with the personnel that we have, cannot match up against Buffalo or Kansas City if we get into those type of games. So we have to find a different way of beating them. And I think that the roster that we have is capable of doing something to that effect. As long as we play, you know, we have ball control drives, we end drives with scoring points, and then defense goes out and has some stops. Um, you can't go toe-to-toe -to -toe with those offenses, you know, throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game. It's just not going to happen. So... It, it's, you know, it's interesting. And I think that other teams in the league are going to start swaying in that direction to where they're more balanced. Um, you know, it's always personnel, guys. Um, you know, you look at the Eagles and you look at some of these other teams. I think that, you know, they're trying to do the same type of thing. They're trying to balance their offenses out to where it's not 40, 50 times a game, the balls being thrown all over the place. Now, you know, Kansas City can get away with that because they've got a guy that's capable of doing that. The same with Josh Allen in Buffalo. But, you know, not every team is capable of doing that. I mean, Cincinnati had a nice balanced offense last year. They threw the ball and they ran the ball extremely well. So I think personally that, you know, the league's swaying in that direction. I think that teams like Kansas City are going to be in a little bit of trouble because Daniel mentioned one real positive thing there, real positive. I mean, he said a lot of, a lot of good things, but the, re the real interesting thing was the speed on defense. Yep. And, you know, when you're playing against a team like Kansas City, if you have a lot of speed on that defense, you can slow them down. You, you can slow them down. There's no question about that if you have the right personnel. So, you know, you what do you do to contradict that? Well, you have to run the football. You have to do some different things. If you're putting five or six defensive backs on the field and your base defense against Kansas City, they've got to be able to run the football. And, um, you know, I think you're going to see the league start swaying 
to a more balanced type of offense, you know, for the most part, you know, most teams at least, because you just can't go toe-to-toe with some of these better quarterbacks. I think it's fair to say that the league is cyclical and it, it we go in cycles quite regularly mm-hmm. and and it's logical to say that the league is going to navigate their way back to a more balanced attack or even a more heavier run attack but we haven't seen it yet and so seeing Miami putting together these running backs and and you know keeping the tight ends and bringing in the fullbacks what what I'd really like to see is us go more towards the 2000 Ravens type of offense where they had more rushing attempts than than passing attempts Balance is great, but we don't know what we have yet at the quarterback position. And he's going to have the weapons on the outside, the speed, that sort of thing. But I really think that our success is going to hinge on the running game, even if we have a top 10 defense. Well, you think about think about this, guys. Let's go back, okay, to the Super Bowl two years ago. And you look at the Tampa run through the playoffs, okay? It wasn't Brady that was winning those football games. Um, he had actually some really poor playoff games against some really, really good offenses. New Orleans they went up against. I cannot remember who else they beat in the playoffs. But the bottom line is, is that Tampa Bay did it with a formula of a balanced offense and just outstanding defensive play. And they took that all the way to the Super Bowl two years ago. And I think that, again, you know, that's what Teams are looking at this and they're saying, you know, Kansas City just couldn't compete against Tampa in that Super Bowl. You know, it's, yeah, you know, true. it's, you know, it, I think it's the way I think that teams are catching up with these pass happy offenses. And, um, you know, we'll see. I think that the, the balanced offense has got to come back into play. I mean, Indianapolis has won a good amount of football games over the last couple of years with basically no passing game whatsoever. Um, you know, you mentioned um, San Francisco already. Um, look what Tennessee does. You know, it's there's a lot there's yeah. there's a lot more teams in the league that you know that that do run the ball pretty well. Um, Minnesota's another uh, another example. I mean, they they run the ball very very well, and they pay they have a very balanced offense. Um, is it winning them Super Bowls? No, but. You know, I think that the league is going to trend towards that, and I think these pass-happy teams are going to have to find a way to run the football in order to win a championship game going forward. You have to look at our team in totality, okay? You've got the running backs that you've talked about, okay? Yep. They went out this offseason. They brought in a bunch of backs with yes. speed. and linemen. Yep. yep. And uh, at receiver, they now have speed they've never had. Yep. That's absolutely correct. There's so no when, doubt you get, about when you get a defense keying in on that run and all of a sudden the receivers run by you, the quarterback's just got to lay it up there. Which, so, which I th- we all think he can do that. I right? do think he can do that. We, I think we all think that he can do that if he's not rushed. And if he has the, if he has the running game that is going to suck these linebackers up, I, I think that these safeties up, I think he can be successful. Look at, so I want to take it back. Lou was just talking about how, you know, you have to uh, have that running game. Look at the Super Bowl last year. Just as an example of what a running game could do for a team. Because Cincinnati, if they had any semblance of a running game in at the end of that game, 
they could have they could have won that game. They could be Super Bowl champions right now. Mm-hmm. But instead, they take Joe Mixon out, and they've got Samaj P. Ryan coming out on swing passes with no offensive line to protect Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. And they've they've tried to remedy that this offseason. Yeah, they've they they've taken strides on that offensive line. offensive line. Yep. So they know where their weakness was, but uh, and I think we know where ours was because we did the same thing. Now you know it all has to work out, obviously, and we're not saying we're going to the Super Bowl. That's that's not the point of this. But the point of this is, if you look at today's rules and you look at the way they are constructing this team, it makes an awful lot of sense. Yeah, I, I think they've done a really good job at putting. I mean, you look at the free agents that were out there and and the guys that we went after. I mean, even to to a guy like Cedric Wilson, you know, who we haven't, you know, really talked about right. yet on the show. I think that, you know, all of these guys are really nice pieces to the puzzle. The two offensive linemen, the three running backs we talked about already. Obviously, the trade of um, Hill, you know, for Hill. All of these guys are, are, are very, very, very good football players if they're healthy. Um and if you look at the free agent market and everything that's gone on and the amount of guys, the quality players that we got, you know, there's 31 other teams we're competing against for these type of players. And I thought they did an outstanding job this year, you know, in, in getting the players that we need to upgrade. Well, they got, they got the best team. lineman out there. Now, he may have an injury history, but that's what you got to deal with because yep. you need the best lineman out there. Absolutely. And they got it. You know, Williams is no slouch either. Um, you know, if you look at the batch of running backs that were available, the fact that we got three, I mean, just go look at the other running backs that were available out there. And you look at the three guys that we signed and compare them to some of the other guys that were out there. I mean, we snatched, a, 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 you know, the better of the bad. I mean, three of them, at a, a, you know, away from 31 other teams. We got three solid, solid guys. So, you know, we've done quite, quite well, you know, to say the least, um, you know, with them. And, of course, you know, the, the two receivers, you know, re-signing Gusecki was a plus along with our other tight end that was re-signed. I mean, they've done a lot of things to to really, really help this offense and to put us, you know, in a position to where we can win football games. So, you know, it's got to work out now. On paper, it looks great. Now we've got to, you know, we've basically got to go out Well, the there. player's got to play, of course. We've got to execute. Yep. Got to stay healthy and execute. But you've got speed on the boundaries to win on both sides of the ball. Uh, you've no got- doubt. No doubt. That cornerbacks that that are solid man-to-man cover guys, and you've got the receivers who can, you know, beat press coverage if they should face it. They can beat zone coverage should they face it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm uh, very encouraged by what they've put together. Now, you know, uh, there are still some wild cards. You know, uh, uh, who's going to be tight end? You know, is it going to be Kasicki? And uh, is he going to improve his run blocking? You know, these are these are questions, but. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens during camp. But, uh, you know, he's he's in the, uh, you, you know, the franchise tag. So, you know, he's got to improve his game if he wants to be back next year, I'm sure. Right. I'm, well, I'm really interested to see how they use Gesicki. You know, because obviously we know Kittle was in San Francisco. And yep. he's, he's all world tight end. And obviously he has a completely di- different blocking profile. But his receiving profile is not... 
I mean, he's his toughness is much uh, much greater, and he can break tackles much greater than Mike. But yeah. his receiving profile isn't exactly what Mike's is, right? So he's now Mike has great hands. He's got an opportunity to just man. I don't even know. Like he's got a top opportunity to be a top three tight end this year if if he can put it together and they use him in that manner. It can be really exciting, and and he could uh, he could price himself right out of Miami. Yeah, I mean, yeah. go ahead, Mike. No, uh, I think that's a very likely possibility. Listen, Gasicki's been in the league long enough for us to know basically what he is, right? Um, you know, he's a guy that, to me, as good as his numbers have been, I think he could be better. And I, I don't really know I agree. what. I don't really know with all the ability this guy has, um, you know, his physical attributes and everything. Uh, he's got good speed. He just, it doesn't translate to the field as much as it should. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he should be mentioned with guys like Kittle and guys like Kelsey. And it's not there. Um, you know, the big difference that I see is um, yards after the catch. I mean, yeah, he's, Kitt- he's not yeah. physical. Kittle cuts like it's not only physical, Mike. It it it's it's cuts. It's it's yeah, you know he doesn't avoiding get separation. T- he doesn't. I mean, if you watch Kittle on a football field, once he gets the balls, the ball in his hand, he's like a running back. And Kelsey's the same way. Yep. I've seen Kelsey just juke safeties and corners out and just add 10, 15 yards to a pass play. You know, that's where he lacks. I mean, he basically is a ball, a guy that catches the ball and he's basically his yards after catch are like next to nothing, you know, and this has been going on for years now. And I think that's where um, there's separation between him and some of the better tight ends in the league. Um, You know, if there's a way that they can somehow improve that with him, Great. I mean, Mike, you talk about it all the time. I'd like to see this guy break a tackle, um, you know, over the course of his career. He just doesn't do an awful lot of that. He just he doesn't, doesn't do it. any of it. One, yeah. maybe? One? I don't think yeah. so. I think I've seen one. I don't think so. You go back <laughs> and watch, I don't think you're going to find it. Well, you know, I've said it all along that, you know, if he goes to a football team like, you know, Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers yep. throwing to him, or, or te- you know, a, a quarterback. A pass-heavy team. Pass-heavy team yep. that they'll utilize him in a way that, you know, he's just going to become a star because they're just going to feed him the football. So let's hope, Daniel, like you mentioned, that, you know, they, they find a way to utilize his skills to the extreme and, and, and he shows us all what we feel he's been capable of doing for years. And, you know, if he prices himself out of, you know, out no, of he's 28 pr- years old. Exactly. Mike, this is his, what, sixth season, isn't it? I don't know what number it is, it's but either he's been around a while. It's like, it's no, this fifth, is his fifth year. Fifth. This is his fifth yeah. year. Well, I mean, just the same. I mean, you know, <laughs> five years is a while. I mean, yep. you know, in the NFL, I mean, that's, that's, that's uh, past the average. NFL career by what a year and a half already, right? <laughs> yeah. The average NFL career is what three and a half, three and change, something yep. to that effect. Yep. So, yep. I mean, you know, sometimes you are what you are. You know, you, you know, I don't know how much better he can be. Let's just hope that this coaching staff finds a way to utilize his skills, get 
get they get him more isolated. Well, Kittle was not a tremendous blocker when he came into the league. It was a skill he worked on. Yeah. I mean, he's just... Oh, he was still I mean, a heck his, of a blocker. His work ethic is just insane. I mean, it's insane. That guy's motor is 150 miles an hour. I mean, yeah, I, you know, on every single play. I was know? shocked that he fell so far in the draft. Of course, I'm no, a Hawkeye. I'm sure you were. Yeah, I mean, of the course, guy's I'm a, a great Hawkeye, player. right? I, I'm from Iowa. I watched him play for, for all of those games and, uh-huh. and watched him dominate. So uh, I was surprised. But, um, yeah, he's always been a well, really well-rounded player. Yep, yep, yep. No doubt. All right, take Love back him. what I said. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong, Mike, but <laughs> yes, what you, you said are. wasn't right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. You probably saw more of them than I did, but I'm going off stuff that I've read. Yeah, Mike, we have offensive so. linemen that that are not good blockers. <laughs> well, this is that have been drafted in the first round. So yeah, I mean, you but know, you know I'm, something, and and you know, it it may prove to be a moot point, but I really believe the offensive coaches we've had the last couple of years have not been that great. Yeah, right. And I'm hoping that. The people that are coming in are going to get these guys going in the right direction because it's really odd to me that all of them seem like busts, right? Yeah. <laughs> I I like the new offensive coaches we're bringing in. The, the emphasis on the offensive line in particular. Yes. I really like that. Yes. So I'm, I'm optimistic there that at least one or two of them are going to work out. You know, they all might not work out. You know, maybe Jackson's going to be a bust. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, at least he's going to have a better tutor. And uh, with that, hopefully he'll improve. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, and over-unders and props, your betting options feel endless. If you're a New York baseball fan, yeah, you can bet on the Mets, you can bet on the Yankees, both are doing well, and uh, maybe you will too. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Now, one thing that we didn't quite touch on yet is how much Greer, how Greer has been building this defense, right, with guys like Jalen Phillips and, and Tyndall, because the, the offenses have changed so much. So, uh you were talking about the bump and run, the press coverage, right, Mike? Well, yes. You're bringing in athletic players. And, uh, you know, I don't know where Phillips is going to end up exactly. You know, is he going to be a linebacker? Is he going to be a you know, defensive end? Where, where is he going to end up exactly? Because they, they played him in both positions last year. And uh, he seemed to do better from the linebacker position standing up. So, you know, we'll see. But... Uh, you know, he, he's got to work, obviously, on his coverage skills and, you know, just his all-around game. But, um, you know, I'd like to be optimistic about him. I, I think that uh, he's definitely an athlete, and now he just needs to put it together. 
the verdict's still out on these these guys. You know, we we do have some speed with both of these players, as Daniel mentioned. Um, you know, I I think that the defense as a whole, we lack some speed at the linebacker position, right? You know, Baker and well, some and Roberts of these guys. is on the field, right? Yeah, Roberts, you know, is maybe a little slow to the. I mean, Van Ginkle seems to get around pretty good. I mean. You know, our defense, I, I think they're just really, really solid football players, the whole batch of them. So, um, you know, I think that, you know, our defense will, will hold their own as as they have the last couple of years. Um, you know, I think that you're going to see some improvement from Phillips. And, um, you know, some of the guys that we've incorporated now, um, you know, through the draft, um, you know, it should help us. I mean, it should get us better. Igbenogany, you got to hope that, you know, he steps up this year. Speaking of and, speed. Yeah. I mean, another speedster. I mean, you know, you've got, you've got some speed. Now the corners are getting a little long in the tooth, you know, I mean. Yes, they are. You know, so, you know, at some point, you know, with X-Man and his, uh, his sidekick out there on the other corner, you know, we, we've got to have guys up front that can create more opportunities for turnovers. Yes. You know, Jones doesn't get enough credit. I mean, our, our defense does not create a lot of pressure across the board. They just don't. And, you know, the fact that our two corners play the way they do on the edge. You know, the bottom line is this, is that you've got a situation where you're covering the guy, you know, and these are great receivers now. I mean, they're, I've said it a million times. They're the best athletes on the field right now uh, are the wide receivers. I mean, coming out of college, you know, your best athletes are pretty much your receivers, maybe followed by linebackers. But, you know, as far as, you know, skills and everything in regard to, you know, just controlling your, your body and everything, the receivers are fantastic. And when you've got corners out there that are just trying to cover guys, for four, five, six seconds. It, it's a tough job. And, you know, Jones is a really, really solid football player, and you will see a lot of things out of both him and X-Man. I mean, we already see things out of X-Man, but if you start seeing – If you see pressure, you know, just even in a base defense or whatever coming from our defensive line, you will see more interceptions on the opposite side of the football field. The guy's a very good cover player. I don't understand why people get, you know, they, they just give him so much crap when he's a really, really good football player. Because they're not seeing the interceptions from right. Byron. That's yeah. why, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh, it's you know, your quarterbacks are going to complete some passes. That's the way the league is set up. But, you know, what you're gambling on with those two guys is if you keep throwing, we're going to benefit. Yep. Absolutely. We just, you know, we have to, you know, in regard to speed on that defense, we got to get to the quarterback. We got to create more pressure than we have. I mean, if there's one thing that this defense has not done very well, it's just that, you know, four or five man rushes just don't get the job done. I mean, most of our sacks. Well, they've been blitzing like crazy. They come from blitzes, Mike. That's what I was going to say. Our safeties have as many sacks. Yes. <laughs> as some of as some of. It, it, they, we have as many sacks as some of the linebackers that we have on this football team are edge players. And, you know, that's kind of interesting, you know, if you think about it. Well, Ogba's provided a consistent pass rush, right? 
Ogba's one, Mike, he's the one and one and only consistent there across that line. Agreed. You know, um, you know, and that includes everybody, um, you know, so. But they generate know, pressure with their scheme. And that's that's how they play. That's that's how they play exactly. And the fact that you can do that, you know, brings me back to Jones and X Man again. You can do that type. You can play that type of defense simply because you've got two corners that can actually cover people down the field. Exactly. I love the point about Byron Jones and how much he gets ish on, you know, because uh, he's just a really solid football player. Let me ask you a question, Lou. Would you sure. ra- would you rather have a football player that that does his job forty nine out of fifty times and makes no splash plays, or would you want a guy that does his job thirty five out of fifty times and one of them is a pick? Because give me Byron Jones in the forty nine of fifty. Can I have forty and two picks? <laughs> Not in this scenario. Not oh, okay. in this scenario. I don't get. But no, I mean, obviously, choice A is is where I'm going. You know, I mean, you you want consistency there. I mean. We've had guys like that. You know, we've had the Terrell Buckleys of the world where you uh-huh. know, he was hitting he miss. He could look awesome and then all of a sudden give up a long touchdown. And then boom, you know, two plays, you know, or two possessions later, he's getting burnt, you know, on a 50-60 yard play. I mean, when you look at our our corners, I mean, how often do you really see that where a guy, a, cor- a receiver is getting behind one of those two guys and it's it's an easy six. You just don't see it. Yeah, it was like Sean Smith. I mean, they give right? up touchdowns, but they don't get they don't give up bombs. They don't give up uh, you know, the easy plays. Right. And uh, you know, you gotta you gotta credit Holland too. You know, he had a he had a great season last year. Yeah, yeah. Holland was fantastic. I mean, our you know, our secondary as a whole was pretty good. I mean, Needham I felt did a really good job too back there. Um Listen, it, it's going to be a fun football season on the defensive side. You know, I think that, you know, these guys, I mean, think about the fact that most of them have, have played with each other now. This is going to be like three solid years that they've all played together yep. as a unit. I mean, yep. you know, there's been a few guys that have come and gone, but I mean, you know, you go across the board with Van Genkel and Baker and Wilkins and, and Ogba, you know, this will be what, his third season now, right? Um, X Man Jones, who we talked about. I mean, these and guys Jones. and Brandon Jones, right? Brandon Jones. This will be his third. I season. think he's the weak link, personally. Yeah. Do you really? I don't think he's that weak of a link. I, 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 I probably say, yeah. you're probably right because these other players are just uh, that good. Yeah, they're just yep. that good. So logically, that seems to make sense. That's Brandon not Jones a bad is limited. Thing, Mike. No, he's he's. We're not bagging on him, but he's limited. Right. Uh, so I, I guess that's probably true, uh, minus what we have behind the guys at linebacker. Right. And, right. you know, if there's a position group that you'd like to see better, it's probably linebacker. Yeah. You know, you want to see more splash plays out of those guys. Not necessarily sacks, because they're pretty efficient when they blitz. But, they are. Uh, you know, you want to see uh, game-changing plays, interceptions, fumbles, that type of thing. Yep. All, all of that being said, I, I'm really kind of uh, get kind of scary when you say words like impressed with what Chris Greer has done um, with this roster currently. Well, I, I, I think he's turned over the roster the last couple of years quite well. Yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm Before optimistic. that, I was ready to hang him. <laughs> you and a lot of other folks. Yeah. Well, so, 
Lou? Go ahead. My, he's not out of he's, finish he's your not, thought, Lou. He's not out of the woods yet, not at in all. my mind. I not mean, at th- all. Th- this is a big year for a lot of these number one draft picks. I yeah. mean, you know, let's keep in mind, guys, you know, there's guys on this roster that are number one picks that have not played well up to this point. I'm not talking about Tua. I mean, you know, Tua's, you know, he, oh, he's, yeah. he's got Ibn some. Ibn Jackson, you, you yes. on the defensive side, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's, there's, there's some big question marks here in regard to uh, some of these guys. So they have to, you know, this is a big year for a lot of those guys. Sure. I've said it in, in prior podcasts. I'll say it again tonight. You know, this is a big year for these guys. Um, and just to know, be clear, Lewis, I'm not down on Phillips. Uh, and you're a little more down on him than I am. No, I'm not really down on him, Mike. I just feel that. You know, he, he's got to play better than he did last year. Oh, I mean, he'd that, tell you that. I'm that sure eight, he'd tell that, you that. Yeah, that eight and a half sacks, you know, it's a nice number, but, you know, there 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 were some reasons why he got to that number. Oh, you it's know? like I told you, when they put him at linebacker, he, he had a two or three games in a row where he was getting sacks and, right. you know, it benefited him. Now, you know, are they going to keep him there? Are they going to move him around? What are they going to do? I guess we'll see. I'm sure Boyer has a plan. Yep, let's hope so. So, yeah, I, I don't know that impressed was the right word for me to use, but I, I am uh, optimistic about uh, what he's done with the roster. And and like you, Lou, I think the uh, the verdict is out because that 2020 class is going to be either um, what saves his bacon or... Uh, fries well, the, court, the quarterback is going to be yeah the telling factor yeah. okay 20, I mean, 20, you know if jackson busts he busts they'll be fine with that but if two of bus that's a problem so yeah we'll, i wasn't we'll, going to say the name i was just going to say the class yeah right no, but you know you, you got to look at each player and why that why they didn't develop exactly i mean right now you know two we're going to give the benefit of the doubt to um you know igbenogany you can give you know he's still very young so we give him you know, kind of, you know, I mean, this is a year. This is a big year for him. Sure it is. Yeah, you know, we've yeah. got to start seeing something. Well, he's got to show them something in training camp if he wants to be around. I if, mean, that's, that's just the right. nature of the beast. Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But, you know, as a whole, you know, as Daniel mentioned, you know, these three guys all have to play better. You know, it's that simple. Yep. And um, hopefully they will. But as bad as that class was, the, the next class was the opposite. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, it is what it is. So, you know, we've got some picks next year that hopefully we won't need to use on a quarterback. And uh, we can find us a couple of more athletes, maybe, you know, another quarterback or, or whatever it is they decide that they feel is a major need. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if we have to draft another quarterback, we might as well start the clock over and we're doing it. We're just going through the motions again, fellas. Yeah, we yeah. don't. We don't want to think that way. No, we don't want to. We don't want to think on those terms. I mean, the thing is, but you know, you. I mean, it's a reality it that is. you know that could possibly happen. I mean, you know, all the pieces are there now, right? So you know, coaching staffs and and you know, opinionated commentators and opinionated fans and opinionated podcasters all over, you know. Are, are in between on Tua. And, you know, there was a lot of reasons as to why. Well, you know, this re- this season, you know, all of those reasons that they were in between on them 
are now gone. You know, he's now, you know, all the smoke is cleared. And now it's on his shoulders because I think that all the pieces are in place. Tyreek Hill's got him covered. Yep. Yeah, so does RG3. Did you guys see what RG3 said about Yeah, I did. Him? Yep. Yeah, let's go. No, I did not. What did he say? Oh, he just he just said that he's going to take a big leap. He said he's going to have a breakout year. Yeah, he's going to have a big leap this year. And uh, we, we're going to see why he's going to be successful, basically. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, I hope RG is right. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Anything else you want to discuss? No, I, I think I'm good on my end. I'm absolutely fine. I'm just getting excited. You know, we're in July, guys. We're only yeah. three weeks away from training camp. You know what yeah. happens at, near the end of July, guys. Training camp. Man, so we're getting super we're getting hot. Really close. Super hot down there in South Florida. Well, is what it is. Yep. Every summer we go through the same thing. Yep. <laughs> Get in shape. So, all right, guys. I appreciate you joining me this evening. Yeah, very sure. welcome. And thanks for listening, everybody. We do appreciate it. We know there's other things to do this time of year. <laughs> yeah. And uh, until sure next is. week, fins up. Yeah, fins up. Fins up, Dow fans. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care. <laughs>